What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Hunter Blair Ambrose over Zoom video. Hunter moved around quite a bit growing up. Uh, she spent a majority of her time, though, in Indianapolis, Indiana, and talks about how she got into music, started very, very early learning classical piano and voice. She talked about getting management and people interested in what she was doing around 16, 17 years old. At 17, she was flying from Indianapolis to the Bay Area in San Francisco and working with a producer there. After she graduated, she moved to New York, spent some time in New York before attending Berkeley College of Music. She talks about her time in Boston, moving back to New York. She released her first EP, Scorpio Rising, right as COVID happened. So she talks about that experience and kind of the damper it put on the ep release but she also talks about the success of her first single which is called november we hear about the debut album scorpio season and all about her latest single which is called runaway you can watch our interview with hunter on our facebook page and youtube channel at bringing it backwards it'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel like us on facebook follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at bringing back pod and if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Hunter Blair Ambrose. Awesome. Well, nice to meet you, Hunter. Uh, my name's Adam, and this is about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about uh, the new one, new song you just put out called uh, oh, Sweet. Um, so first off, I always start with where you were born. Where were you born and raised? Sure. Um, so I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, but I grew up kind of all over the country. Um, my family moved around a little bit for my dad's job. And so I spent some time um, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I spent some time over in New York City. I actually, I relocated to the East Coast as a teenager. And I spent the bulk of my life in the Northeast, really, um, namely NYC and Boston. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like you moved around quite a bit. Was it like every couple of years or? Um, no, really. I mean, I, I would spend a pretty lengthy amount of time uh, in every place we moved to. I mean, at least like six or seven years at a time. Um, but once I kind of, I went to high school in Indianapolis as well. So we, at one point we returned to the Midwest. And then as a teenager, um, I knew I was going to go over to the East Coast um, for college. And I took a gap year. So I went to NYC, spent a little time there, cut my teeth on the music scene there. And then I actually um, enrolled in Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And I spent a good amount of time over there. Amazing. Yeah, I was going to see uh, it must be difficult to kind of move around, but it sounds like you're able to spend at least your you know core like high school years in one spot instead of moving around, maybe like in the middle of the semester, middle of your high school career. Right, right. That would have been tough, but luckily, no. I was in one okay. spot. That's cool. So what about uh, music? How did you get into music originally? Um, well, I got into music. Um, I started training musically and starting like vocal lessons and piano lessons at a really young age, actually. Um, and I've always just shown kind of like a natural inclination towards it. And my parents picked up on that. And they put me in piano and vocal lessons, I think starting at like five or something. 
Cause I was wow. just all the time. And we had a baby grand piano in my house. Um, ever since I was born, I just, I just always was drawn to it. And so I think they picked up on somewhat of a level of natural musician musicianship within me. And they were like, okay, put her in lessons. Let's see where it goes. And um, yeah, so I've been singing really since I was five or six and playing piano around the same time as well. And then I started professionally um, around, uh, I think it's 17. I started recording and writing and getting into the studio and whatnot. Wow. With uh, having that baby grand piano in your house, was that something that like either your parents play or your siblings to play? It was just there. It was just there. I don't, I really don't know (laughs) about it. Honestly, now that I think about it, I've never actually thought about that because my parents, like no one else in my family really, uh, I mean, they certainly didn't pursue it as a career, but Uh as far as I know, no one in my immediate family is really, uh, is drawn to music like that. So that's interesting. It was just, yeah, it and I mean, baby grand pianos are beautiful. Don't get me wrong. So maybe it was just like a cool thing to, to own or have in the house. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So you start off on uh, piano and vocal lessons and do you, um, like when do you start? It sounds like, yeah, it's 17 is when you started to write music and, and record music, but like during the interim period where you just, um, performing or you doing like recitals and stuff like that or like were you in a band or like how did you you know what what did you take from five years old to 17 like what was your kind of journey there um at that point i mean i actually continued training more so in classical music um through my youth and i was uh involved in like children's choir and everything like that um, did like state competi- state competition, things like that. And then I got involved in theater in middle and high school, continued taking private voice. Um, and at that point, I it was during high school that I started, um, I got a manager and I started like booking shows um, around the Indianapolis area and I got a manager. And that's actually where I ended up making the connections that led me to my first producer um, that I ended up working with who I recorded my first music with, who I started writing with um, when I was about 17. And so my management and the people that were kind of looking after me when I started to perform locally, they mm-hmm. actually had that connection for me that brought me to my first uh, team that I recorded music with, like for real, for real. Um, and so from like 17, 18, it just kind of took off. And the transition between doing like more classical music in middle and high school to doing more pop oriented stuff in my spare time. Um, and after school and all of that in high school, that was, that was interesting for sure. Um, cause I would kind of like go to school and like do my like musical theater, classical shit. I can curse on this podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, in the middle of, um, figuring out, that I wanted to do music full time while I was still in high school. And I really wanted to go for it as a career. I was kind of juggling these two sides of me. Um, Whereas, like I said, I would be doing like musicals and musical theater and more classical leading stuff during the day. I would go home from school and immediately just start, you know, writing music and working with my vocal coaches who were not related to my school teachings at all. They were more of like an independent type of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. but they really like started transitioning my voice into more pop oriented stuff and yeah, making that transition was just, it was just a weird time. 
but yeah, yeah. was that was pop something you were interested in like, oh, I, like I mean a lot yeah a lot of kids probably don't want to pursue like a classical music uh, <laughs> yeah career path but maybe I don't know and then was it like uh was did you kind of instigate like oh and start I want to write my own songs or I want to kind of shy away from the classical stuff like I'm 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 appreciative that I learned it or whatever but like was there do you remember that moment that you're like I want to kind of do more of this pop more music that I'm interested in oh yeah yeah I do I do actually because I remember being in school and um like bringing the stuff I wanted to do for my recitals to my like more classical um leaning instructors and they would be like oh no 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 they're like we don't your voice is way too pop like to be doing this stuff like and even if I would bring in like more classical pieces the type of vocal style that I would use when I would be like practicing or just in my lessons they would just be like no 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 your voice is way too pop to be singing like this you gotta switch <laughs> stuff up right now because um even when I was doing theater um just the style of voice that I was using I mean I remember my teachers like pulling me aside being like hey Hunter like we know you can sing we get it, but like chill. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know? And but I always wanted to do pop music. Always. I've always been obsessed with it. I grew up being obsessed with pop music. I had, I wasn't one of those kids that grew up, you know, lis- even listening to a lot of classical music mm-hmm. um, or being moved by it particularly. I grew up being, you know, really invested in just yeah, like all these pop icons uh, of the 90s and the early 2000s growing up. And um, that, yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to do that. So mm-hmm. so once you were able to kind of do that, I'm sure that was pretty freeing in a certain yes. degree. Definitely. And you said that you were doing like shows or you, had, you found a manager and you're, you're booking gigs. Were you performing original songs or were you doing cover songs? Like where did that start? Um, it was mostly cover songs because I don't think at the point I started gigging, I was really super comfortable writing my own stuff quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still kind of finding my footing in my artistry and the type of music I wanted to do and who I wanted to be once I established myself as an artist. Um, so at that point, yeah, I was like, you know, doing cover band stuff. Um, eventually, I started kind of like dipping my toe in the water of writing original music. And once that started happening... And I started branching out and making more connections like throughout the Midwest, my, uh, my mentors and vocal teachers, um, the more pop leaning ones, so to speak, made the connections for me to start um, heading out to California and working oh, wow. music there. So when you were, when you, uh, when your manager found these producers are kind of linked you up that way, um, were you still living in Indianapolis at the time? I was. Yeah. Okay. And then were you going to, is that when you started going to where like LA or something at that point or no? I was actually going to uh, Northern California, Bay area. And oh, yeah, okay. I was in my senior year of high school and all of a sudden I was uh, spending probably like one weekend out of every month out in Northern California. Uh, and I was working with a producer named Narda, Michael Walden, who, uh, is very well known for doing like Whitney Houston's early material, Mariah Carey, working with artists like that. And my manager just linked us up. And um, he was really the first person that let me get in the studio and just let myself go, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, were you like, this is what I, I'm going to do? Yeah, 100%. 100%. 
And you, you kind of go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, it's okay. It was, uh, it was just happening at an interesting time in my life because like being 17 years old, I just remember like not being confident, like in any right. of my life really at all. Um, high school's like tough for a lot of kids. And like, mm-hmm. it was just to, to go from like what I was doing on an everyday basis to being able to like fly out to California and go just like be completely free in the studio and be completely free in a musical sense for the very first time. It was very eye-opening. Um, and that, that was an experience I'll never forget for sure. Mm-hmm. And f- once you had graduated, that's when you decided to, you took a gap year and moved to New York. I did. Yeah. And why not uh, like San Francisco area? I was not moved really uh, by San Francisco. I don't know why. I, I uh, no offense if anybody from San Francisco is watching. Uh, I lived up there for about five years, but I, <laughs> I don't take offense to it. I'm from San Diego. I'm silly. Okay, um, but um, I know I was just curious because you already had the a sal- you had a connection there, and you were sure. sounds like you were going there to record at 17, like, and then to be like, oh, I'm gonna go. I mean, obviously New York is is a happening spot too. So yeah. I was just curious why you didn't decide to. Oh, I'll just go back and continue to work with this person in the Bay area. I think because I, I guess I missed this part, but actually during my, in between my I'm trying to think my junior and senior year, I did the um, summer program at Berkeley college of music in Boston. Oh yeah. Cool. Okay. And that was not my first time on the East coast by any means. I, I spent a little bit of time there as a kid actually, in mm-hmm. New York, but I knew, I knew eventually that's where I wanted to go to school. Because I remember getting to a crossroads when I was 17 or 18 being like, okay, am I going to go to college? Am I not? Like, am I going to, you know, just go straight for the career stuff and not even go to school? But I eventually made the decision to go to school, but I wanted, I needed a little extra time to make that decision. So, um, and I had already made friends at Berkeley from doing the summer program. And I knew eventually I thought that was where I was going to end up. I was going to, you know, apply and try to go to undergrad there, which I did Mm -hmm. eventually. But I did take a year and some change off in between high school and college to uh, live in Manhattan. I was living in Brooklyn at the time, actually. Um, but yeah, I was, I was in New York City and uh, it, it just, that was a wild time to figure myself out for sure. Bet, yeah. On my own in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah. Um, and, and so I knew the East Coast was in the forefront of my mind because I knew I eventually wanted to get to Berkeley and I wanted to be at school there. Okay. So, I decided- so, when, so once you go to New York, I mean, you're, you're in this, this gap year before you decide to go to Berkeley. Um, were you just trying to, to get involved in the music scene, like in the Brooklyn, Manhattan area? Or like, like how do you, you get there and then it's like, okay, now what do, what do I do? Right. Yeah, no, I did. I gigged around a little bit. Um, I actually was dating somebody at the time uh, when I was 18 who was living there. And so that was part of the motivation to go there oh, sure. a little bit too. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I did try to get involved in, in the music scene there. Had a great time. Um, I don't know, 18 in New York City. There's like, there's like nothing better. It was, it was a blast. Uh, <laughs> and I was I like in high school. So I was like out of my parents' house and I was like, oh yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to just tear this place up. Sure. And, um, yeah, that was, that was a fun time 20 i think it was 2014 probably yeah 
Okay. And then you decide, like, what, was there a moment where, like, you know what? I really want to go to Berkeley. Like, I'm going to see this through. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Because I had learned so much and made so many amazing friendships and learned so much about contemporary music, you know, during my studies at their summer program. It was just the time of my life. Um, I did have a hesitation about pursuing it um on an academic level again like i said because i didn't know if i wanted to just go straight into hitting the pavement making the career stuff happen but i ultimately did decide to go Mm -hmm. and um that ended up being probably one of the best decisions i ever made in my life and i say that not not exclusively on this aspect, but I, I met, I mean, the connections I made at Berkeley, I, I cannot even begin to tell you how valuable those have been to this day in my life. Um, but yes, yeah, so 2014, 2015 rolls around and I'm at that point at Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. So you meet people there, obviously, that are, are have been a big part of, of your journey. And when was it just through writing songs there? Like when, when you get there, like, uh, are you, what do you, did you go for voice or songwriting? And like, how do you start your kind of career as far as like you as a, as an artist there? Um, it's so, it's so crazy reflecting on some of this stuff. I tell you, <laughs> it's it just, it's been a long journey for sure. It, uh, I did go for voice and songwriting. I was a double major in vocal performance and songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, I met people who I actually currently to this day collaborate on my music with. Wow. Um, firstly, through my classes and just, you know, hanging out, networking, whatever you want to call it. But actually, um, in terms of the people that I, that I work with on music with, I mm-hmm. met them after I left. Oh, wow. Through mutual friends. But, you know still you know meeting these people through berkeley and through the connections i had established there but yeah i mean what at berkeley you have so many opportunities to meet people that are interested in like the same kind of music you want to do and have the same career goals and who are oriented towards the same you know things that you have in mind for your career and um again i mean i i didn't i did not graduate from berkeley i actually ended up leaving early but going to school there ended up changing my life completely um, just based on the people that I met and my education. Cause I wouldn't, I don't take that for granted either. Um, mm. But yeah. And if I wouldn't have done that summer program at Berkeley in high school, I don't think I would have ended up there. So. Yeah. And so you, 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 you left to move back to New York city. Is that what you said? I love your coffee cup. That's cool. Thank you. Isn't this cute? <laughs> it's different. Yeah. I like it. Very um, thick handle on that one. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, I did. I did go back to New York. Um, I dropped out of Berkeley after two or three years there. And um, at that point that I left, I met um, my current set of producers that I work with on all of my stuff to this day. And they, wow. they were all Berkeley alumni as well. Very cool. And you started putting out music uh, a little bit after that or when like... When did you put out your first song? I put out my first single in 2019. 
and I left Berkeley in 2017. Yeah, that's right. So I left Berkeley 2017, met my current day core team, engineers, et cetera. Um, Not all of them are Berkeley alumni, but a a good chunk of them are. Um, And we, I think starting in 2018, got into the studio. I would fly out from New York to Los Angeles where they lived. Okay. Started working on my first set of songs with them. Wow. And then you put an EP out in 2020, I believe, correct? Yeah. What was that like? I mean, did you put it out before the pandemic or? Oh. Oh. And it was, it was so frustrating because I remember, obviously, this EP had been planned for a while. I started cutting those songs in 2018. I mean, this is way before COVID. Um, obviously, never could have anticipated that being the circumstances it came out in. Right. Um, no, it came out in April 2020. I mean, it was the early days. Oh, and wow. Bummer. It was a big bummer. I bet. Um, but, you know, my first single, I think it was my second single I actually put out. Um, it's called November, and that came out in November 2019. So luckily I had, you know, a couple of months to really promote that song and hit it hard with that song. Um and I think to this day, that's actually my, that's the track I'm most known for. And luckily that came out enough time before the pandemic that I got to really like hit it hard with that track. But um, yeah, the EP came out right in the middle of lockdown. Oh so, man. Yeah. And then you did a, an album the following year. It did. Yeah. And like, okay. So the first one was this was um, sorry, Scorpio, Scorpio, rising and then scorpio season right yeah okay so um was the like was the batch of songs done around the same time or like why did you keep the name forward or was there like a, th- a, a, a underlying theme for the whole thing um what was your first part of that question i'm sorry oh i just said like it's you know you have scorpio rising and then you have the uh-huh. the, the season right so like it was just kind of like the prequel to what the album correct Yeah. The original concept. I mean, I don't think when I first started writing the first batch of songs, I think I thought it was just gonna be a one and done, like one album type thing, a few singles Mm -hmm. to culminate in an album release, which was going to be called Scorpio season. I think because of the success of November and kind of the organic groundswell around that song, I was really determined to put something out quick. So it was like, okay, let's do an EP, put November on it, put something out. Um, so then COVID happens. Sure. And I, I always knew Scorpio season was kind of like the, the penultimate concept. That was going to be the big one. And I made that whole album in the fall and winter of 2020. 17 track album. Big project. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It was a monster for sure. Uh, but it was kind of fun in a way. I mean... I really think making that album saved me through 2020 because that was a rough year on me. I mean, it was a rough year on everybody, but personally, artistically, it was, it was a tough time and making that record uh, with my producer at that time was, it was pretty instrumental in getting me through that year, I would say. Yeah. And you were in New York at the time as well. I was. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. I, well, at first, and then I actually went back to <laughs> such a, not a great decision, but I actually went back to Boston for a year, uh, 2020 to early 2021. 
but then I went back to New York. Yeah. In 2021, okay. early 2021, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it sounds like you didn't, didn't make the right decision, I guess, for, for you, uh, as far as your, uh, response that it, but moving back to Boston. But. No, that was a dumb decision, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a tough year. I made some dumb decisions, but, you know. It happened. We were all going through it, so. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I was telling that story to, to my producer the other day, and I was like, God, that was a dumb fucking decision. <laughs> but being in New York at that time sucked, too. I mean, there was no good place to be. Yeah, especially New York. He was like the mecca of how i mean that's exactly. it was on tv all day all all, exactly. all day every day it was just how bad it was i mean i mean it was bad everywhere but that was really the the boiling piece of of the whole thing yeah dude it was a scary time because i remember actually like being on my way out to like move back to boston and i actually got into my because i i was going to go back pre-COVID. I started looking at apartments to go back for a year in like late January, early February. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got out of Manhattan, drove up there, got into my new apartment in Boston, it was like March 15th or something. I mean, I got in there and it was a wrap. Seriously. Like I moved into my new place in Boston. I think it was like March 15th or 16th. And then like by the 17th, 18th, it was a wrap everywhere. Oh my gosh. Time for me, for sure. Oh, and then the EP comes out, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The EP and then you're moving. Oh, oh my gosh. And then obviously COVID thrown into the midst of all that. That Yeah, yeah I can imagine that being hard. So well, when you put an album out, when you put had the t- opportunity to put the album out, at least you had more, I think stuff would be more open, right? In 2021. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the album came out, I put out singles all through 2021 um i was able to start shooting i actually shot the music video for november in summer 2020 skeleton crew obviously mm-hmm. but by i'm trying to think when i started performing again i think by spring or summer 2021 i was out there in new york performing again in manhattan okay and at that point the singles started rolling out for scorpio season um, and so I was out there promoting those. Um, I was shooting a lot of music videos over that summer too, for those singles that came out over the course of 2021. I was busy. I was, I was booking it. I mean, I was yeah. just through COVID, you know, to a certain extent. And so I just kept working and yeah. And it culminated in, um, me dropping the album in November, 2021. Wow. And you eventually you're in LA now. Did you I move am, to LA? Yeah. I'm talking okay. to you in LA right now. When did you decide to move to Los Angeles? Um, in 2021, actually, shortly okay. after I moved back to New York from Boston, I was like, "Nope, I gotta, I gotta go to LA." I think, <laughs> um, I don't know if you've picked up on this, but I, I kind of have a tendency to like bounce back and forth between a whole lot of places. I love to travel, and I'm a little yeah. Um. Maybe that feeds into my creativity a little bit too, the restlessness and the constant need for new, new, new. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but shortly after I got back to, to New York City, I was like, I, I had spoken to my producer a lot about this, who lives out here as well. And he was uh, telling me for a while, you know, I think you should really be out here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I decided to go. Then do it. Told myself at the end of my lease in New York, that time around. <laughs> 
uh, the end of my lease in, in NYC that time I was going to go. And here and then you made the trek and then you have a song kind of about it ish ish, right? Run away. I mean, it's kind right. of alludes to everything you were talking about as far as being restless and wanting to move and not being in one spot. Absolutely. Partially. About, yeah. Well, tell me about the song. So Runaway was actually born out of a song that I had started writing in 2021 at the time that I decided to eventually get myself out to Los Angeles. Um, and I wrote it partially about wanting to run away in a physical sense. But I think arguably more so it's about running away in an emotional sense from the idea of vulnerability and the idea of um, starting over again in life, so to speak, because I had to do all of that, you know, by coming to LA and leaving the Northeast and all everything that comes with it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was uh, also inspired by, you know, Scorpio season, my album and Scorpio rising the EP uh, was written about a specific time in my life uh, involved in a former relationship of mine that took a huge toll on me emotionally, huge toll oh. on me emotionally. And I detail that all through the album and my EP. Um, Runaway was, you know, meant to be symbolic of a brand new chapter for me and a new beginning as well. Um, on the romantic side of things, on the moving to LA side of things, on, I kind of explore a new sound on this song too. Um, so I thought that, you know, a title like Runaway uh, and it representing, you know, me being scared of a new beginning, it was appropriate to kind of have it be a switch up in my style and a switch up in my sound too. I think I just thought it all kind of, it was lightning in a bottle to kind of be a good way to return to releasing music because Runaway is the first track I've put out since the album. Yeah. I was going to say, and it's, you talked about how it's sonic a little bit different. I, I, yeah, I think it's got this cool, like kind of, synthy but it's like a dark kind of undertone to it yeah oh definitely yeah i'm like super inspired by the weekend and everything he's been doing over the last few years he's my guy oh really okay yeah oh yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> um i mean after hours like his album after hours mm -hmm. that, i mean that got me through the pandemic like, really yeah. full stop yeah 100 percent Oh, it's okay. I mean, I, I dig the song. It's a, it's a great, it's a great uh, record. Is it something that you, I mean, did you write that and record it once you had got to LA or was it kind of, you said you started it prior, but I mean, like when you finish it, were you like, okay, I'm here now? Um, no, mm, I was in between because actually, I mean, I could go into what a difficult process it was to move across the country. It was, it was tough. Uh, I bet. I've recently moved to Nashville uh, from San Diego. And oh, man. That was an, and that was a nightmare. <laughs> but <laughs> I can't imagine going even further from New York to LA. Moving sucks. Oh, it's, yeah, it's the worst. It is. Um, but anyway, so I wasn't fully here yet. I was living in an Airbnb <laughs> in Studio City. Okay. Not far from where I live right now. Um, and I was just going over to my producer's house and uh working on the track and we did the production we actually did the production in early 2022 i was still living in new york then and then i came to la was looking for a place was crashing in an airbnb 
And then I did the vocals and everything else at the end of last year. Okay. Six months ago. And what about uh, other music? Do you have, are you working towards another EP or album or project right now? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Um, okay. <laughs> I have other songs that are in the canon to come out later this year. Um, exciting. It is exciting. It is really exciting. I'm, I really like dig this new sound that we're going for, this kind of like 80s synthy uh, thing that we've decided to do and capitalize on. Uh, I, I, I was doing more like dark R&B, more moody leaning stuff on my EP and album. And I think that this newer sound reflects where I'm at, you know, on a personal level too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're going to dive deeper into that sounds and release a few more tracks and it might culminate in an ep or album it might not i think it's more likely that it will but I'm, I'm not there yet you know okay. I don't have a title or anything quite yet dig it well i appreciate your time today thank you f- for doing this hunter thank you so much absolutely thank you for having me yeah i have one more question for you i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists <sighs> yes i i would say that Well, I mean, there's a few things that come to mind, but I think one of the most valuable things that I've learned is that there are a lot of people that you will come across in the business that uh, will not put your best interests at heart, perhaps. Um, But the people that you will meet that really value you and respect you and and care about you as a human being and make you feel that, keep them around. They're good for your artistry and they're good for your soul. (laughs) 